This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good evening. Good to see you here. Bless all of you if you're here live. I welcome you if you're watching live stream. We welcome you. If you need a Bible, why don't you get your hand up real high? Once you get a Bible, go with me to Psalms 37. And before we get there, I, I had some just stuff rolling around in me, and I just like to obey God on these things. Um, I was around a guy, and this, this may kind of describe you today, maybe how your life has gone this entire year, but man, this guy started making comments to me how, he said, like, man, the, the devil has come at me every way. I mean, he is, looks like that he, he is on the war path against me. And you know, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, so I can't deny that that, that may be how that guy feels, but it's almost like, he talked about, this is what the devil did in January. This is what the devil did in February. This... And I finally looked at him and said, hey, are you born again? And he said, yeah. And I said, so Jesus is Lord of your life? And he said, yeah. And I said, man, you're putting up with way too much stuff than you should. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, last time I read my Bible that the name of Jesus is still the name above every name. That's Philippians 2. And I said, and last time I read my Bible, it said that the devil's under my feet. That Jesus, according to Colossians 2.15, he spoiled principalities and powers. He, he disarmed them. And I said, and so instead of this whole year, you define your year about how the devil's been on the warpath against you, let's just turn the tables. Let's go on the warpath against him. And he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, go, go to Ephesians 6. He said, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Do you know all the, the, the armor of the spirit are all defensive except for, for that one in prayer. And so when you, you take the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, you go on the offensive. You're not sitting back waiting for him to attack. You're saying, oh no, I'm coming on attack. And, and the devil this year, I believe, has ripped people off over and over. And so I go back to some of the stuff that I've had here for a, a number of weeks that maybe your year has been defined by disappointment frustration. You may say, man, I, I'm telling you, the devil has done killing, stealing, and destroying. You know, I was around a guy two nights ago, and back in September, early September, he got COVID. He got COVID so bad that he thought he was going to die. They had to get him in the hospital. Well, his wife got COVID. So both of them were in the hospital together. He doesn't even know it for many days, but his wife passed away. He's so bad that he doesn't even get to attend his wife's funeral. He doesn't even know what's going on. And so when he starts coming around, they have to tell him, your wife's gone. And so then about two weeks ago, he's got a younger brother who's coaching football. They're coming off the field at halftime, and he looks at one of his assistants and says, hey, I'm not feeling good. Has a massive heart attack, dies right there. And he said to me, he said, man, I, I've experienced death like I've never experienced. But he said, you know what I can tell you? I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never, never. And he said, I can tell you this. He said, my wife and my brother, they're in heaven. Now, how can I complain against the loved one going to heaven? And I said, man, you got an incredible, incredible attitude about this. And he said, no. He said, it would be selfish for me to say, Lord, send them back down here. I thought, golly, what a statement. Now, I ask that to just stir that up on the inside of you. 
Let, let this week go, man, where you begin to speak the word of God. Speak it over and over and over. Okay, that's just the beginning for the night, okay? Psalms 37, verse 1, giving you an opportunity to give. And you know what? Before I even do this, and I, I, I really say thank you to all you who give so faithfully. You, you have made a difference in the kingdom of God. You've made a difference in, in my life and all my staff's life. And the reason I say that, because of your giving, it gives me the opportunity to study the word of God daily. It gives me the opportunity to pray daily. And I, I really, really appreciate it, okay? It's a huge blessing to my life that I get to do that. I, I get to read the Bible all day. And I get paid for doing that because you, you're, you're great hearts. And I appreciate that, okay? Sincerely, I appreciate that. I really do. Psalm 37, verse 1. Do not fret because of evildoers. Now, that must be a possibility, or he wouldn't have said that. And then he said, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Don't envy the drug dealers, the pimps. Don't, don't envy them. And I hear people say, well, it seems like about the only people that got money are, are the sinners. That's not true. That's not true. Don't be envious of them. And then he jumps on here and he says, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and they will wither as the green herb. I can get a picture of that because it's supposed to freeze tonight. And right now, if you went in my backyard, I still got these massive tomato plants. They still got, they still got blooms and tomatoes on them. But it's not going to be that way in the morning. <laughs> They're all going to be laid over. And so when I read what he's talking about here, here's the point he's making. The time here on earth, it seems long. It's not long compared to eternity not even comparable so he goes on and gives us another thing and he says trust in the Lord and do good that's a novel idea trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness now, I can feed on his faithfulness just like the guy said I've been young and old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken I, I can feed on the faithfulness of God but he goes on and says, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And so when I look at this, all God's saying, when you do it my way, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Any of you in here got some desires of your heart? Shoot, I got a journal full of them. <laughs> And if, if you don't want to use the desires of your heart for, for God to bless you, just send them my way because I'll jump on them. I'll tell you, you know what? I love that my God says, I'll give you the desires of your heart. So again, God's not against doing that. But again, I have to get back to the place. I've got to live this way or this life how God asked me to do it. I've got to live by the word of God. And so the younger I get, the more I find out, man, God is still in the blessing business, okay? He'll take care of you. Thank you for two of your agreement. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We honor you tonight. We thank you for your word that, ooh, right now, Lord, I, I ask you to create within us a, a heart that says, Lord, I'm going to feed on your faithfulness. I, I'm going to live my life trusting in you, and I get to become an eyewitness of the faithfulness of my God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well,
Got your Bible to go with me, the book of Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28, we're going to jump in here and let the, the Word of God teach us in this area tonight. Again, on the area of counterfeits, the things that we can get off track. Uh, I'll highlight again just real quickly, First uh, John 2, 15, all that's in the world, lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, those three things still in existence. So if you were here last week, we remember we ran through Adam and Eve's life and you saw those things right there, right there in the midst of the Garden of Eden with them that came after them. And so as I begin to prepare this today, that uh, can something that was intended to be good turn to bad? Could could the very blessings that God has blessed me with, could they actually become a curse? Now, I'm here in Deuteronomy 28. I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going to set the table here. In Deuteronomy 28, about the first 14 verses, it talks about the blessing. Verses 15, and it'll go through the 60s, but roughly through verse 63, it'll talk about the curse. Now, I'm just going to give you a little bit here. Just a couple things here. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord. If you diligently. Now that word diligently says to me day by day by day by day by day. How many of you diligently eat every day? I, I don't have to be told to eat. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to eat. I'm going to diligently. And so again, when you see this, this word literally means that it, it becomes a daily discipline. It becomes a daily appetite. And it's interesting that he said that you would diligently obey the voice of the Lord. Not the voice of man, but the voice of the Lord. Too many times right now in our society, people will say, well, th this is what this person said, or this person or this preacher said. Got to stay with the word of God, okay? He goes on to say, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. Literally stated, God's going to elevate you. God's going to promote you. God's going to do it. God, God's still in that business. And so, man, I can take you back two examples that just jump off the scriptures to me real quick. King David, little shepherd boy, and I'm going to tell you, he just became King David. What about Joseph? Man, all the events in his life, but because both of those godly men chose to do it God's way, man, God elevated them. Would God do that for you and me? Yes, he would. He's still in the business of elevating. Verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Why? Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now he tells me right there's the secret. God's desire is to bless. He's, he wants to bless me and you so much that he said that his blessings would overtake you. Now, you know what that looks like to me? You can be walking down the street and it's like God's blessings are coming after you that, that they tackle you. 
Now, I'd tackle Mikey, but he's pretty big now. So I can't do that. I was going to use him as an illustration. But you're walking, and that's how God's blessings are. He's, he wants to tackle us. He wants to overtake us with his blessings. Now, if you study all these right here, Every one of these that you read, I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field, I'm blessed coming in, I'm blessed going out, I'm the head not the tail, I go over and not under. And, and so every one of those are for each one of us. But what's the key? I, I got to live by the word of God. I got to observe his word fully, diligently, day by day by day. And so I believe personally, my job is to instruct you. My job is to teach you, to warn you right here, and, and it's to teach you toward obedience. And when I live toward obedience to the things of God, you're going to live a fruitful life. Can anybody, I can attest to that. I'm, I'm telling you, this, this stuff in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, it's so real to me. I'm going to give you the other side of this, how something good can turn bad. I don't want to do this. I don't like doing this. But this is part of the warning. Same chapter, verse 58. If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, Great and prolonged plagues and serious and prolonged sickness. Now, I personally believe this is not God's design, his desire, but when I get away from pleasing God and not obeying God, and, and I encourage you not only to read that, you can go back and read verse 45, 46 in there. It'll mention stuff over and over about this stuff. And so when I serve God diligently and with the right heart, man, there's like a hedge of protection on me. There, there's a blessing on me, a, a, a Psalm 92 blessing, that he who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, he'll abide under the shadow of the mighty, and he'll say to the Lord, he's my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Surely he's delivered me from the snare of the fowler and the peerless pestilence, and under his, his wings I'll take refuge. Thousand will fall on my side and 10,000 my right hand. It won't come near my dwelling for my God has given his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. Now those are promises of God. And I, I welcome you. I encourage you to say, that's me, man. I'm gonna hang under the, the shadow of the Almighty. Turn with me to, to 2 Chronicles chapter 26. 2 Chronicles chapter 26. So you'll go through the the Samuels, the Kings, and right on into the Chronicles. And when you get to 2 Chronicles 26, again, to set the table a little bit here for you, when you study the Kings in the Bible, you'll, you'll see one of two things. They did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, in the eyes of the Lord, not in the eyes of man, or they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. One of the two. Now, I wish I could tell you the majority of them did what was right. The majority of them did what was wrong. So, 2 Chronicles, chapter 26, verse 3. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. 
And Uzziah, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Not in the sight of man, in the sight of the Lord. Now, when I start studying these, I highlight those words like that. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. So my thought goes this way. So just what did he do? Keep reading. According to all that his father Amaziah had done. Verse 5. He sought God. Wow. He sought God. That word sought there means to tread or to frequent a certain place. So that's diligent right there. To frequent a certain place. So you know what he's saying right here? Man, there's things that he had appointments with God. I, I, I got to read his word. I got to get in his presence. I got to hang out with God. But he sought God. He pursued God. In the days of Zechariah. Now, this guy, Zechariah here, this is not the prophet Zechariah. This is another Zechariah. But he said, he sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions or the dreams of God. You know, there's people still do that, still operate in that gift. So we keep reading. Let me stop here about Zechariah. He had dreams and visions, how he, how he would lead things. So I believe that every one of us in this room, we need Zechariah or Zechariahettes in our life. I don't know if that's a word, but we just created one, Zechariahettes. Why? Because I believe every one of us in here, we need people that will tell us not what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. And I believe this is what Zechariah did. That Zechariah, day by day, he encouraged Uzziah, seek God, seek God. Now, this dude was 16 years old when he became king. Keep reading. And as long as Uzziah sought the Lord, God made him prosper. God made him successful. I'm telling you, guys, I'll do a cartwheel on that one. You know what that tells me right there? God's not against you prosper. And, and God's not against you and me having success. He actually enjoys it. You know, in, in Psalms 35, it says that he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. God actually takes pleasure when we prosper. You want a good one to speak over your life and your children? 3 John 2, way back in the New Testament says, I pray or wish above all things that you prosper, that you would be in health as your soul would prosper. Pray that over your kids. Pray that over your life. God is, is behind this right here. And so the, the Bible is very clear that Uzziah would experience success because God was his priority. Verse 6. Now Uzziah went out and made war against the Philistines. He broke down the wall of Gath, the wall of Jebna, the wall of Ashdod, and he built cities around Ashdod and among the Philistines. 
And God helped him against the Philistines. God helped him. Do you know that word help right there in the Hebrew means God surrounded him. I want to get you a picture of this, okay? God wants to help you. God wants to surround you. So when you go to bed tonight, God will surround you. He'll surround your house. When you get up and go to work tomorrow, God will surround you. Actually, when you're on your way to work, God will surround you because it says right here, God helped him. God wanted to surround him. And so we keep reading here. God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Gerbel, and against the Munanites. Also, the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. His, what? His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt. His fame spread. Genesis 12, 2. God said four covenant things to Abraham. He said, Abe, I want to bless you. I want to multiply you. I want to make your name great. There it is. There it is. There it is. God wants you to be famous for the kingdom of God. And the last one is he'll bless you to be a blessing. So when I look at this, if I read this correctly, his fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt. The blessing of God was upon him for he became exceedingly strong. He became very powerful. Now, here's the key to every bit of that. Whether you're experiencing success, fame, or you become very powerful, listen real close, get this. Who gets the glory? Who gets the praise? Do I say, Father God, it's you. The only reason I'm what I am is because of you. Remember the old song, every blessing he pours out, I return with praise. Father God, it's you. And so when I read that and I'm able to acknowledge it, it's, it's of a humble heart and said, I am what I am because of you. It's only because of you. So paraphrasing here, he became crazy strong militarily. He had everything in the world. He had men of valor. I mean, he, he had incredible soldiers. Pick up with me in verse 15. And he made devices in Jerusalem invented by skillful men to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide. His fame spread. And he was marvelously helped. Not a little bit helped, but he was marvelously helped. Again, God surrounded him marvelously till he became strong. Till he became strong. So when I read this right here, fame has a potential. 
And the potential that comes with, with fame is a temptation that I start getting my eyes off of God. And I start having this thought, I'm pretty important. I'm, I'm pretty famous. But in Jeremiah chapter 29, 13, it says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. So what happens with pride within every one of us is I start having these thoughts about how special I am and pride starts nibbling at your heart just a little at a time. And the more I begin to entertain those thoughts, the harder and harder my heart becomes toward God. In Hebrews eleven six, it says that God is a rewarder and a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But when I start putting God on the back burner and I start having this thought, I'm the smartest tool in the shed, you better get ready. You better get ready. So this is what he's talking about here. Till he became strong in his own eyes. Now I'm going to keep reading. This, this is one of those stories that grips my heart. And I, I want this to, to be a warning. Let this soak in you, okay? Verse 16. But when Uzziah was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Pride led to his downfall. He became prideful. And that pride, it led to his downfall. So literally, with what we just read there, it goes back to Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction. This, this is a man who at one time was marvelously helped. He was famous. He was prosperous. He was successful. So it says, to his own destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God. He trespassed. He did something that God told him not to do by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. So to help you just a little bit of that, the only ones that were allowed to go into the temple and burn uh, the incense were the priests, or better yet, the Levites. He wasn't a Levite. He was a king, but he wasn't a priest. Verse 17. So Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him were 80 priests of the Lord, valiant men. They go in after King Uzziah. And they withstood Uzziah. And they said to him, it is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priest, the son of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You shall have no honor from the Lord your God. So when I begin to read this, here's a couple thoughts. Do you know it is very rare for a person that's very prideful to heed correction. And it's very, very rare when a person like this 
become so prideful that they will never repent. They will never say, I'm wrong. Now, I'm I'm gonna do a little heart dig in here real quick. Does that describe you? See, because of our successes, our titles, our achievements, it's very easy to start saying, look at me. So, in this situation, who could tell King Uzziah no, that's wrong? Who could tell him that? Let me ask you this. Who can tell you? Who can tell me? That's wrong. Do you know I heard this years ago? There's a pastor down in the Dallas area in Plano, and he got to know the great Pro Bowl cornerback, head coach now in college football, Deion Sanders. And he asked Deion, he said, Deion, you've become so successful and famous. Who can tell you no in your life? And he said, nobody. Ooh, Ooh, you're getting a little too big for your britches. That's Proverbs 35. That's not 35, okay. Verse 19. Then Uzziah became furious. And we're doing some location, okay? When I'm corrected, how, how well do I receive it? Do I become furious? Wait, wait. I'm the king. Did did you not see this this title right here? Did you not see this? You know, Mikey's in the Air Force, and so I grew up in an area where there was a a big Air Force base, and and I remember one night I was refereeing intramural football at the Air Force base, and uh, right before halftime, one of the guys I was refereeing with, he he made a a judgment call, and you know, when you make a judgment call, 50% of the crowd is gonna cheer you, the other 50, they're gonna boo you. So at halftime, this guy comes out, and I mean, he's, he's decorated. He's got stripes. He's got all his stuff right here. And he comes up, and he makes a comment. He said, hey, I'm Lieutenant Colonel so-and-so. And I thought, I know what you're doing. You, you think those stripes are going to get me to change the call? So he kept on. Do, do you know that I'm Lieutenant Colonel so-and-so? And I said, I really don't care who you are. I'm a civilian, and this is what's going to happen. And I'll never forget, he looked at me like, I'll throw your little civilian rear right off the base then. I thought, you're not going to pull rank on me. And, and so this is what he was doing. He was pulling rank on him. All these priests. He became furious and he had a sense in his hand to burn incense. Now watch this. And while he was angry, there's nuggets in this. Do you become furious? Do you become angry with correction? And he became angry with the priests. And leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord besides the incense altar. Now, can you imagine this? This this is this king that was so famous. And, And right before their eyes, leprosy comes upon his forehead. And I'm sure all those priests are freaking. They're looking like, oh my gosh. Because in that time, leprosy was one of the most dreaded diseases there were. When you got leprosy, 
You were isolated, and the scriptures say that. So we keep reading verse 20. And Uzziah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him, and there on his forehead he was leprous, so they thrust him out of that place. Indeed, he also hurried to get out. Listen, listen. Because the Lord had struck him. Pride. Verse 21. King Uzziah was a leper until the day of his death. You know what that means? He never repented. He never stopped. Keep reading. He dwelt in an isolated house. Who lonely, lonely. Because he was a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. Then Jotham, his son, was over king's house, judging the people of the land. A guy one day who was famous, marvelously helped by the Lord, but he wouldn't be remembered for that. He would be remembered that he was a leper. And the scriptures, they, well, they work me over when I read these things. And you know what it does with him? He said, Lord, I, I want to stay humble. I want to stay tender. Go, go with me to Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah 66. And so as you're turning there, and this is what we'll end with tonight. With, within our heavenly father, Abba Father, just as they sang, a humble heart is like a magnet to our God. When, when I live humble, and, and I encourage us, say, Lord, gr grace me, grace me with the robe of humility. And that may mean you, gotta, you may have to repent. That may mean you may have to Apologize. That may have to be that, that I may say to someone, I'm wrong. I blew it. Have you ever told Shelly where you're wrong? Mm, just on days that end in Y. <laughs> Isaiah 66, verse 1. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne. Oof. And the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me and where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made. Not your hand. Father God said, my hand has made it. So everything you see down here, God made it. God created it. God not only created the cattle on a thousand hills, he created the hills that they eat on. And this is what he's telling us here. And he goes on to say, all those things exist are in being for me, says the Lord. Now watch the magnet here. But on this one will I look. And this is why God's looking he said, on this one, this is what I'm looking for. So again, he's scanning the earth. He's looking for this. And it says, on him who is poor, better stated, humble. That's what that means, humble. And on a contrite spirit, which is a broken spirit. It says, Father God, I, I want to please you above everything else in this world. I want to live to please you. I, I want to live to obey you. And one who trembles at my word, 
Ooh, I tremble at the word of God. Someone who reverently responds to God. Verse three. He who kills a bull as if he slays a man. He who sacrifices a lamb as if he breaks a dog's neck. He who offers grain offering as if he offers swine's blood. He who burns incense as if he blesses an idol. Now, the reason I read every bit of that pretty fast is these were nothing more than empty rituals. These were religious activities. These were just going through the motion. Have you ever gone through the motion as a Christian? I have. I've gone through the motion. And it doesn't do a bit of good. Man, God's looking for this certain type of a heart. Ooh, I better hurry. Let me read this last part. Just as they have chosen their own ways, self-serving and self-centered, and their soul delights in their abominations or their sin, so will I choose their delusions. I'll expose them and bring their fears on them because when I called, no one answered. Didn't have time for God. When I spoke, they didn't hear. They brushed me off. But they did evil before my eyes and they chose that in which I do not delight. So I read all this here tonight. A warning right here for all of us. For every one of us, I don't care who you are. Does wealth, does success, does influence, does popularity, does those things of power. Have they derailed me with pride? One of the greatest things I think any one of us to do, I stay thankful to God. I stay thankful to him. Thank Father God. I am what I am because of you. I have what I have because of you. I get to do what I do because, I, because of you. He's still the potter, I'm still the clay. I'm going to have you stand up real, real quickly here because I want us to do something. If any of the things that were the blessing to Uzziah became the curse, if, if any of those things are part of your heart right now, I, I, I don't say this for you to do this for me. It won't do you no good. I can't do anything. But how do you respond with correction? How do, how do you respond? Do you become angry? Do you become furious? Do you get mad? Is there areas in your life right now that you, you know in your heart, I've trespassed. I've, I've done stuff that I know didn't please God. And again, every one of us in here are going to blow it. Have any of you blown it today? I have. What'd you do, Pastor? Well, that's none of your business. I just blew it. Israel, did you do something bad? Did I? See, he's not supposed to. <laughs> but what keeps my heart tender is when I say, Father God, I, I blew it today. I blew it. I missed it. And so I just want to real, really free right here. 
Let's bow our head here. And if there's area of your life you've blown, if there's area of life that you're prideful, if there's ones of you in here within your, your home, your marriages, your family that you've said, I'm, 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 not, I'm not repenting. I'm not going to do that. Ooh, I think we need to stand before God right now. Father God, help us. Grace us. And Lord, if there's areas in my life that I've, I've, I've sinned, I've trespassed, Lord, I know you know those areas. And so, Lord, I, I take full responsibility for my choices, my actions, my behaviors, my attitudes. And, Lord, I ask you right now to forgive me. And if there's any root of pride, arrogance, within, if there's any part of a hard heart within me tonight that needs to be softened, I welcome you to come in and move in my heart right now. Lord, and the, the things of this life that have tried to identify me that are not you, as leprosy identified you, Zion, Lord, I pray that the sin of my life does not identify me, but the blood of Jesus does right now. And Lord, wash us and cleanse us. And as we walk out of here on this Wednesday night, Lord, we walk out of here uh, forgiven, cleansed from all righteousness. And Lord, we live, or we leave as sons and daughters of the Most High in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.